You are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. This is the strangest story I have ever heard. Take a seat, grab a drink, and listen to my words. Scary shit. Scary shit. Here we go. Hey there. Thanks for tuning into First, a podcast where two buds talk trash about how their favorite shows begin. We're the two buds. I'm Alex. And I'm Spencer. And we're here to talk about scary shit today. This is, I'm going to say, I'll just go ahead and say it. This is our third attempt talking about scary shit. Hell there yeah. Is a episode on our Patreon, which by now will be called <laughs> the No Show Radio Patreon. And so if you want to hear more Halloween show goodness, we talk about a Halloween special on Parks and Rec, and we talk about a Halloween special in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, full-blown episode, unedited, for your pleasure, on our Patreon. Give us money, please. And then we tried recording this episode minutes ago, and we talked for almost an hour without ever talking about a show. So that means we're not going to produce that as a release. So that's also on our Patreon. If you want to hear our Halloween stories if you want to hear our scary movie show video game background check out our patreon it's super awesome and we really appreciate all the support and love hell yeah brother <laughs> a brother okay so since since we don't really need a warm-up at this point sorry fans you you missed out all you get is the thing that you clicked on for <laughs> that's it no more no less stop being greedy Today, we are talking scary TV shows. I asked Spencer to watch Scream Queens. And Spencer, what'd you ask me to watch? Hemlock Grove. Although I think, I think what actually happened is I had never seen a horror thing before. So I think Hemlock Grove was a show you wanted to watch. And then I said, watch it. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down too. I think originally you told me to watch Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I'm like, but I've seen that. And then you suggested something else. And I was like, ooh, I've definitely seen that. Uh, yeah, it I, turns I, out that <laughs> Alex is really into the spook, and I am not. <laughs> I, I would be willing to bet, too, even though you and I watch a lot of similar stuff, I think I might have just consumed more TV than you have. I think that is a fact. I think you have years <laughs> on me. Years and dedication. I just constantly, there's something on my TV. See, you're watching cool shit, and all I've, I've just been trying to suffer through the last season of Orange is the New Black to say that I did it. Okay, well, so you're ahead of me on that, then. I haven't watched, maybe after the third or fourth season, whenever Tank Girl was on there, and then she wasn't, I'm like, okay, I don't need to watch this anymore. I'm done. Hey, hey, guess what? That thing you said about not needing to watch it anymore? Is it true? You, you don't need to watch it anymore. <laughs> they, they are fucking... <sighs> They're retconning characters what? To, be, to be more like, because rather than having like a cool ensemble of like flawed female characters, like mm -hmm. coming back and trying to rehabilitate and blah, blah, blah. They're like retconning characters to just be like, but they actually didn't do anything wrong. Forget all that other stuff you saw. They were, they were like 
everyone here doesn't deserve to be here. And it's like, but the whole cool thing about the show is that they're like criminals. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if it's a conspiracy theory, but the rumor is, I like that phrase today. The rumor is that Orange is the New Black starred originally Alex, What's Her Bucket, and the main two pretty girls. Yep. Because the people who made the show knew that Netflix would pick up a show about two pretty white girls and that the stories they really want to tell were people of color and oh, yeah. the injustices that they face in the prison system. So it was a total juke that the first few systems were about, or first few systems, the first two seasons were about that. And instead they're like, haha, we're going to talk about this instead. So I'm not surprised that they are retconning stuff in a sense to bring to light the injustice. Although, God, who wrote it? Diablo Cody, right? She the yeah. writer of that show? Uh, I have a feeling Orange is the New Black is one of those shows that just went on too long. It, that's exactly it. Because they were hitting on all that injustice stuff and it was like really good for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they they ran out of things to talk about. And then it's it's like now we have to make things to talk about. Or like we have to flex this character so that we can relate them to this. Even though that's kind of like insensitive to what actually happened. But Spencer... <laughs> The injustice that our society faces, and particularly people of color, is truly terrifying. It's too scary to talk about today. Too scary. It's too scary. On I'm this tapping Halloween out. <laughs> night. It's too scary because it's too real. It's... I want to talk about Scream Queens and all its tropey nonsense, and I want to talk about vampires and werewolves. There's vampires in Hemlock Grove? Yeah, there is. I thought it was just like a werewolf conspiracy sci-fi show. You're going to want to watch it after I'm done. Oh, good. Oh, good. I need I need something to get me out of this rut. I'm really excited to hear your opinion about Scream Queens, because I imagine it's not high. So let's hear it. Oh, good. Okay. So my opinion of Scream Queens started out probably as low as you would have expected <laughs> yeah. by the end. So I think my problem with Scream Queens is not the content. It's that it's a dark comedy horror show. So what it suffers from for me, like what I what I consider a flaw and maybe other people really enjoy, is it does this thing where you suffer like total tonal shifts. Like, here's a moment happening, but then like the dark comedy has to come in. Or like, here's like a really funny moment, but then we have to transition back to the horror. And at least in the first episode, it feels like they're still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I know it goes on for a couple seasons or whatever, but the first episode, there's a lot of, like, things that I'm expecting to be a joke and then are, like, a serious thing, and I don't realize that they're supposed to be serious until the next scene happens, because I'm waiting for the punchline. Or, like, suspense is building and it ends in a joke. Is that intentional? Here's the thing. I think Scream Queens is horribly fucking written. Uh, <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> I The concept of the show, I enjoy thoroughly. But you are yeah. completely right. There are some episodes where I'm like, what the fuck just happened? It's not well-written tonal shifts. It's just like, and now we want to talk about this. Oh, okay. I guess I'm here now, yeah. so sounds it's, good. It's like they didn't plan any of this. It's like they have... Yeah, without, okay, without going over the plot or anything, mm-hmm. I, like, actually got invested in trying to figure out who the killer was. Okay. And then then by the end of the episode, I was like, oh, it's like a conspiracy. Oh, it, it's then it's all these people that I guessed. Mm-hmm. 
but we'll we'll I'll okay I'll do the synopsis and we'll tr- I'll try to do this without looking at the one on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> okay. So the show starts in 1995, I think. I start. think it's strong. <laughs> yep. Okay. We we are in the sorority house of Kappa Kappa Tau and there's a big party going on and it's it's like tropey like evil sorority girls throwing their 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 drunk party blah 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 the music's blaring there's hot guys everywhere there's lots of hairspray and they go upstairs cuz something's wrong or someone tells them that something's wrong or something i watched this like a week ago <laughs> <laughs> and oh lo and behold there's a woman in a bloody bathtub holding a baby and they're all pissed that she fucked up the tub and decided to have a baby during their cool party. And she's like, oh, sorry, guys, I didn't mean to. And they're like, well, fuck you, because our bad song from the 90s is... Co- I hate waterfalls. I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's a joke. I don't know if, like, it's actually a good song and I just don't like it. I hate waterfalls. What is it by TLC? Yeah, I don't like that song at all, so the... I wasn't sure if them freaking out about it was a joke or not. But they have to be down there because that's their song and everyone's going to do the big song. So they go down there and they do the they do the arm wave and they're, they're having fun. And then they go upstairs and the, the lady with the baby is dead. She's dead. Whoa, she died in the bloody no. bathtub. And the, the girl that they left with her is holding the baby. And it's like, oh no. And then it cuts to the present and the baby don't matter for right now um because now we're dealing with uh is it chanel yes chanel chanel the evil queen of the sorority nowadays and she has she has her her minions and one of them is ariana grande mm-hmm. was this i don't know when ariana grande blew up because this is 2015 is this still when she was doing like tv shows yes or was she big now no she's still doing tv i think this was happening at the same time as victorious okay okay so because they have some big there's uh nick jonas is the killer i'm gonna spoil that right (laughs) now he shows up and i think like there's we'll get to that we'll get to that but it right now there's not even a killer present Okay, so there's like an evil montage of her being mean, and then, and then it, she gets called to the dean's office, and the dean is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, who is one of like just the best people. I really like her as an actor. I've always liked her in everything. I I don't know why. Cause she's a treat. She's a treat. She she plays like certain character. She plays like a spectrum of characters. Like they're all in the same area of being like rigid and cold and smarmy but like she, like it's it's she plays a good variety in that spectrum mm-hmm. and she also has a really solid horror background yeah she does yeah she does so she's she has become the dean because the last dean who's an old lady died and now she's the dean and she's going to war with the sorority she's done with them but then she finds out Oh no, I I can't because reasons. I can't destroy their charter and get rid of them. But what I can do is I can open up this sorority to the public. Anyone who wants to join can get in. You know, like a sorority. 
<laughs> yeah, I, isn't isn't that just how they work? I don't know how they work. I, I can get to the details. You can finish your 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 summary. We'll talk about sorority. Okay, so everyone who wants to join has to be allowed to join, and that is that is bad news for these these mean white women. <laughs> and the and but we're gonna cut away to I think the main character whose name is Grace, and she is with her dad. I, I thought it might be her boyfriend because all the guys in the show are played by 30-year-olds. <laughs> so, like, the dad looks about as old as, like, the mean girl's boyfriend, even though he's, like, a senior and this is, like, a sad dad of, like... <laughs> I forgot uh, about yeah. sad dad in this. I should have known. <laughs> he, uh... So he's doing his thing and then he says goodbye and he doesn't want her to join the sorority, but she has to... Because all she knows about her dead mom is that she was part of this sorority. It's like, oh, you're the bathtub baby. Uh, <laughs> Subtle, right? Yeah. And, and so she's going to join and she makes friends with this uh, cool lady. And she doesn't want to join because she's going to be like, a, she wants to be a prime minister or a lawyer or something. I don't know. Um but it's like, oh, wouldn't it look good on a resume if you went to this sorority? And she's like, I guess. And so now they're best friends and they're going to sign up for this thing together. Uh, so she also meets a boy at a coffee shop who's maybe a sex offender weirdo, but also the romance interest. And I don't know if he's like actually a creep, but at some point she bangs him. But that might not be right now. Um... <laughs> So they all go to the sorority, they're all gonna sign up, and they they all get in. Like, they're told that they're not getting in, but oh fuck, we can all get in no matter what. So, it's a bunch of freaks and geeks, there's a, there's a, there's a deaf girl that really likes Taylor Swift, and that's the punchline, is that she's disabled and likes Taylor Swift. <laughs> there's, ha ha ha, there's a... Uh, the the black girl that Grace is now best friends with is like, oh, she's a black girl in a mean white girl club, and I think that's just gonna be the joke from now on. And then there's there's a lesbian, and I think the punchline is that she's a, she's a lesbian. And there's a girl with a neck brace that's obsessed with the with the sorority, and I think she's one of the killers because she's obsessed with the sorority. And I think that's all that this show needs. There's, like, definitive proof that Nick Jonas's character is in on it at the end. But then you see that there's also another person, the killer clothes. And it's like, oh, well, the only, like, because I ruled out all the adults. Because there's the, there's the dean, there's the dad, there's the something of the sorority. She's like a, what do you call that? What, what is that role? A uh, house mom? The, 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 like, supervisor making sure the kids aren't dying. <laughs> okay. Yep, so she she's that role. And it's like, it would be... Because they always frame these people in creepy angles. And, like, like, the dad hates the sorority because it killed the mom. And the boyfriend from the, the coffee shop, he, uh... He doesn't like the sorority either because he thinks they're bad news. <laughs> and then there's the mom. The, the, the group mom. The home mom. Who is like just weird but i think she's all right i think her i think her motivation in the show is that she wants to fuck the dad you're not wrong good okay and they frame jamie lee curtis in like creepy light 
But I think that's just because it's like they want to frame her as like, maybe she is the killer. Maybe her war on the sorority is like, no, that would be too easy. It would be too easy. But you know what wouldn't be too easy? Making the obsessed character one of the killers. Because it's like, okay, then whenever you see the killer and this girl, Nick Jonas is probably wearing the mask. But then when she's like, when when he's like, because he gets confronted with the murderer I don't know. I'm throwing I'm throwing things at the wall cuz I thought maybe they would make it the Taylor Swift chick and it's like oh she's faking it. But no, she just dies. She just gets her head blown off. Um Is that There's how that a happens? maid. There's a maid. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> that happens. Hold on. So there's Hell Week and they bury all the girls and then they murder the maid with frying grease and they then they bury all the girls and their heads are sticking out and presumably nick jonas hops on a lawnmower and blows over her head and she dies and i thought they were gonna fake out no she just dies she's fucking dead (laughs) yeah they they just kill a lot of people and i'm like oh is this a joke is it a conspiracy like are they all actually no they're dead i think yeah the maid they try to like they do a thing where it's like the the mean girl is like we're gonna freak out all these all these whatever they're called the pledges? Are they pledges in a sorority? Yes. Okay. We're gonna freak them out. So even though they can join, they're not gonna want to, because I'm gonna pretend to murder you. But then someone actually turned on the fryer. So she dunks the maid in the fryer and fucking burns her face off and kills her. Uh. <laughs> so all of them are witness to this murder, but they don't want to say anything because dumb plot reasons. Why you wouldn't report this fucking murder. Um, I, I think it's a reference to I Know What You Did Last Summer. I've never seen that. So Why I, would I, they expect that I've seen that? I, I think a lot of Scream Queens, and again, it's not great. Uh, it, it's a love note to scary movies in general. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Where it's like, oh, hey, here's this cute nudge to this trope that happens in these movies. Um, but still, yeah, it's not super great. So that's the thing. <laughs> I think I got that. But my thing is, I don't watch anything related to spook. So all of this, all of these like love notes, I didn't understand. They're like weird post-it notes I'm finding around the house with like weird cryptic messages on Who them. The fuck I'm like, wrote this? Uh, what are these? Crumple them up and throw them. Why did people leave their trash around? <laughs> and that—that's what I get from screen queens. Is that like I think I'm? I think it would be more charming if I understood the things that they're playing off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they kill a lot of characters. Then there's like the mean girl's boyfriend who's played by a 30-year-old man. Um, I looked at his IMDB. He got his start as the long-fingered kid from Spy Kids 3D. You know. You know the guy. Yeah. He, that's, he's like, in, I, I don't know how old he was at the time. He's like a 30-year-old man. He has like stress lines in his <laughs> forehead and, and like... He he looks as old as the dad, but he's like the senior boyfriend, and he he has like a good omens thing going on with Nick Jonas, <laughs> and uh, where it's like, uh, and I guess the joke is that Nick Jonas is is gay and has a crush on Chad, but the guy is like he's really close, and. He he knows that his his bro is gay, and he knows that his bro wants to fuck him. But it's okay if they like cuddle and stuff, so long as like th- like 
things don't happen. And so I think, I think, Bo I, so from day one, I thought Boone's motivation was he doesn't like the mean girl or her, her sorority because he is in love with Chad and Chad is not in love with anyone. He just recklessly bones people. Um, and then what, what happened? What happened there? Yeah. So I figured Nick Jonas was involved. They confirmed this at the end of the episode because they, they're like, oh, he's dead. They murdered him. They slit his throat. And then the, the killer comes and grabs him out of the morgue because I guess when they were transporting the body, like, I get it. His throat slit. Why would you take a pulse? But how did Nick Jonas fucking lie so perfectly fucking still? Like, how did he fake being a cold, dead corpse? Like, how did, how did none of the paramedics have brought him to the fucking morgue and stripped him down and fucking put him in a box? Like, none of them realized that, oh, this is a live person. I don't know. I have lots of questions about this show. Where were we? Okay. Is that all so, where it ends? I, I, it's been a while. Yeah, that's the ending, and then they draw on the bellies of the of the people, and they write, sluts will die on the wall. There's, there's, there's a killer. There's two killers or more. Nick Jonas is definitely one of them, and... It has, I'm wondering if it has to be someone that's been established that like, so that's the thing. I think Boone, who's Nick Jonas's character, being one of the killers was obvious and that's why they tried to kill him. But then it's like in the, in the same minute they show, oh, he's in on it. So I think he's one of them and then it has to be someone else. Maybe, like, it would be really cheap if they did the thing where like, oh, you haven't met them yet. Like, you couldn't possibly solve this. I, I know what, that's your biggest pet peeve in shows. Yeah, like, I complain about Sherlock a lot, because Sherlock's whole thing is, you could never solve this, because you're not as smart as Benedict Cumberbitch. <laughs> he, like, you couldn't possibly, because you would have to know this arbitrary fucking thing about, like, like, Albion fucking archaeology, and then you would have to relay it to a thing that only he saw and the camera didn't. And it's like, Fuck you, that's not a mystery. That's just, we're waiting for the fucking Gary Sue to fucking save the day. That's not compelling. So, what I think is, I don't think they're gonna go for that, but I think... I don't know, that's the problem. I don't know how many killers there are. Because I... There has to be at least two. They show two. But there's, like, one costume. It... So the costume is the mascot? Is... Yes. Okay. So the they do a fake out with the boyfriend where they're like he has the costume, but that's because he's the mascot. And I don't think they're gonna make it him because I think that's too easy. That's the thing. I think I think they're trying to be smart with it, and that's what I hate okay. because I think they're trying to like, oh, it could be him, or it could be him, or it could be him, or it could be him. Oh, but it's this person. So I'm like, okay, so it's none of these obvious people, but it's gonna be the next obvious one. So I think it's the neck brace girl from the background because she has like an extensive fucking knowledge of the sorority and she also like knows how to put away dead people. So I think that's supposed, I don't know, I think, I think they're going to do the thing where they take off her neck brace. It's like, oh, I was never handicapped. I was actually murdering you. I don't think, because I was trying to base it off of height. I think they're doing the scream thing like the scream movies 
where it's like a different person plays who's in the killer suit so that you can't tell until the reveal. Like, that's my guess. My guess is that, like, trying to base it off of, like, like fucking height and size and body mass it won't work. I'm lightheaded. <laughs> I don't... Take, take a break. I liked a... it. Uh, you I, did? I... Okay, so here's the thing. There's a... It's bad writing. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of callbacks to shit I don't know. <laughs> the jokes don't land. Somehow I still enjoyed it. <laughs> I can't even tell you what I liked about it, other than I want to watch more. Does any of that track? I It tracks 100%. So, okay. Scream Queens was one of the shows I originally saw gift sets on Tumblr for. And yep. has the Chanel number one is Emma Robertson, I believe is her last name. I and will I have it pulled up. Yes, thanks. you're right. Sweet, Emma Robinson. And uh, Emma Roberts. I was oh, wrong. sorry. Oh man. Emma Roberts. And I saw her there's a really common gif. You see a, a blonde girl in a ponytail, big glasses, a big fluffy blonde coat, and she's like pouting. She's like it's like kind of jumping up and down. That's Chanel number one from Scream Queens. And I was like, mm, okay. All right, I like this aesthetic. This looks cool. And then I saw some funny gifts. That's like, all right, at some point I'll watch it. I wasn't like dying to watch it right away. And then I hit Hulu and I saw it last fall. And I think I only got maybe halfway through the first season because I'll be honest, it was on my depression watch at the time. So it's a little foggy. I don't exactly remember a whole lot of details, but I remember thinking, wow, this is horribly written. <laughs> this is not a good show, but I'm enjoying the shit out of it. So I think as a whole, it is the epitome of a guilty pleasure show. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty brainless. Uh, it's it's there's the, it, the bad writing leads questions that you hope get answered, and like that's the most cerebral part of it. I think is is that you you are left with questions, and it's just interesting enough not to make you mad. So my thing is like they're doing the mystery, and I'm like the writing, like because I'm getting invested in trying to figure this mystery out because that's <laughs> like what I do when I watch the that's the what everyone does when they watch mystery shows, and it's like I'm. I'm trying to figure it out, but at the same time, I feel like the writing is just so bad. I feel like they're just going to throw something out of left field. I think I, I think maybe it, it's pointless to try and guess because I think may, maybe like they'll do a thing where like they're all the killer or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the killer was the friends we made along the way. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, in case you weren't aware, in case the world's not aware. The writing team for Scream Queens is the same people that wrote for Glee and American Horror Story. Same crew. Oh. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of that campiness, that like weird tonal shift, the the uplifting funny parts is is where Glee comes in. But then yep. the the creators' love for scary and tropes and all that comes from American Horror Story, and they kind of married them into one show. It's not great. <laughs> but they tried, right? I-, I think there's only two seasons. I don't think there's a third season coming out. But I'm, it's I'm, different. I'm, yeah, it's very different. Um, I'd say for my own side of things, so I was in a sorority. I was in Kappa Kappa Gamma. So like immediately when they said Kappa Kappa Tows, like, oh, that's a little close to home. Tell you what. And the house, like the front of the house kind of looks the same. I used to, it, I didn't live in like a mansion or anything, but I lived in an old house that had the pillars and everything. And just the, I, weirdly, in the late 2000s, they've gotten rid of hazing. Hazing shouldn't be a thing. But there's still just shit and interactions that happen. And I'm like, ah, I remember those. They actually weirdly hit some sorority interactions very, very well. 
And oh, I think yeah? for, for myself, that's why I, I sat down and watched it as much as I did. My, most of my experience in my personal sorority was not great. I'm not going to besmirch KKG across the board. Uh, in general, I tell people, don't pay for friends. Don't do the sorority life. But hey, if that's your thing, great, awesome, enjoy it. I'm glad you have good memories. I do not. So I don't know. There was just, I remember watching those few episodes and then the few friends I made in my sorority, I made sure to send out mass texts. Like, if you guys have not sat down and watched this, please do, because you will get a good chuckle out of it. So it's like a very specific demographic that they end up hitting of sorority girls who are also scary movie buffs. Like, it's a Mm -hmm. very (laughs) niche market that most (laughs) uh, channels and networks aren't interested in. (laughs) We're not your 18 to 35 white males. So, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's a funny watch. I think it's, if you have some time to kill, if you're looking for something kind of spooky, but isn't terrifying, I think it's a good fit for people. It's like scary movie casual. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't think I would recommend it to anybody, mm-hmm. but like, I, that's the thing. I think the only person I could possibly ever recommend it to is you. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> hmm. But well, I liked thank you. it. Like you said, guilty pleasure. It's just. It's a weird ride, and it's a lot of fun. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I wasn't sure. I figured it'd be one of those ones that you'd come to the end and be like, why the fuck did you make me watch this? But I'm glad. I'm glad that there was stuff in it that you ended up liking. We've kind of gotten away from the, hey, how do you think it's going to end part of our show? Mostly because I always forget to ask. But are you going to... Do you think you'll finish it? Do you think you'll finish watching the whole show? I think probably by the end of this. I think I'm going to finish Orange is the New Black. And then I'm gonna go on to Hemlock Grove. <laughs> like, I I already feel like I like Hemlock Grove more than this, just based on the fucking like poster. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I'll go ahead and just segue right on into it, cause that was a good hand me that you gave me. So thank you. Awesome. So yeah, hey guys, Hemlock Grove came out in 2015. It was like one of those cornerstone Netflix original TV shows. At least in my brain, it certainly is. Because I think it came out after season four of Arrested Development, which is really, if you guys are paying attention to our show at this point, that's where my world revolves around, is at what point did Arrested Development start? But (laughs) uh, this started in 2015. The first episode is titled Jellyfish in the Sky. It's 46 minutes long. Did I do anything about the directors this time around? I did. Oh, should I I have talked about? We talked about it. They did Glee. Yeah, I, I talked about it for you. I did zero. Uh, I, I usually have all my producers and, and directors figured out. I did none of that for this episode. I feel like naked now, but it's okay. I'm sure that they're very talented and people and stuff. I didn't even do like, where do I know them from? Nothing. This is just pure story. So I'm just going to say that this, even though it was made in 2015, it is very, what's the word I want to use here? CW. That's probably my best description I have for it. It feels That's like... fair because I <laughs> thought it was a CW show. And again, it's not knocking. It's just it's it's like saying it's a USA show or a TBS show. You know what you're going to get into. The show starts out and it has that shitty, awful, scary movie show filter of the sickly yellow green cover. I fucking hate it. I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. Creators, stop using it. I'm not a fan of it. But you see a guy in an ice cream shop eating ice cream, looking at the front door. There's a girl who comes up to it, makes eye contact, stops, and walks away around the corner. He gets up, no longer has an ice cream cone, follows her. Next scene, they're banging in a car. Great. Wonderful. It's a nice looking car. It's an old looking car. Like, oh, hey, this person is old money, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're banging outside this really pretty greenhouse. 
And he, like, as, as she's getting it, he cuts his thumb and starts smearing it on her back. And she's like, oh, man, you're so kinky. And, like, he says something, like, oh, is this okay? Gets the consent afterwards. Super rad. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Fuck it. Scene ends. Oh, oh so, yeah, we get bare titties. Like, the first minute. It's great. Ooh. Scene ends. She's getting dressed. And he just hands her this fucking wad of money. And it's like, this is the part where you get out now. Okay. And she gets out of the car. Super rad. Cool. And he has this look about his face. And again, it's one of those things like, where do I know him from? I probably should look it up. But he looks a lot like the actor from the new It that came out. But I'm pretty sure it's not the same guy. Pretty sure. Anyway, turns out his name is Roman. And he then moves on to go to school. This is like all happening apparently in the afternoon or morning. I don't know. Time's weird. And he's eyeballing this girl who's a cheerleader on the football field. And she's teaching little kids how to cheer. Super cute. And the next thing you see is her in the classroom listening to a female teacher give some kind of smart space. I think it was space conversation. And she comes up to the teacher after class and starts flirting with her. And she flirts back. And she's like, oh, I, I read this buffet you gave me. I, I didn't think I didn't like it very much because of these reasons. And like they, they talk shop. And then the teacher hands back the book and it's like my place at eight o'clock. Here's my phone number. I, I really thought this was college age kids. These are definitely high school age kids. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where I missed that note, but I definitely with like the, the way the pacing went of the college or the, the football field and the cheerleader and the guy paying a girl for sex. I definitely thought this was college. No, it's not. Then we get our intro scene, which it's me. I'm always going to talk about a good intro credit scene. I liked it. It was ink blots, so it's like a black background, and then you're seeing ink blots drop down from that some are red, some are blue, and then you're getting name figures happening. I just thought it was pretty, it was simple, they did a good job. New scene, here we go. We now see a mother-son combo. They look very new agey, and they are walking down a hill to a super rundown trailer. And they're looking inside, and it's like, oh wow, this is belongs to someone named Vince. Turns out Vince was the mom's brother, so the son's uncle. And the mom's like, ah, oh, yes, I found it. And she pulls out this golden box that has some vials in it with the clear liquid. And I'm looking at my notes because it's been too long. <laughs> so kid's like, okay, but I'm going to go shopping now. Bye, mom. And she's like, okay, have fun, sweetie. And you see a creepy 12-year-old girl lurking in the woods, because that's where the trailer is, of course, is in the woods, watching as hot babe 30-year-old teenager <laughs> walks on. And... He there's this scene to establish what the town's like, and it's it's small town but refinery, small town but factories working happening. And he comes back, super quick scenes here. Comes back and he has a leather jacket on, and the mom's like, "Wow, that looks really nice on you." He's like, "Yeah, uh, do we have the thing?" She's like, "Oh yeah, tools are in the top drawer." So these guys are thieves, casual. And he pulls out the the gun that removes the ink packet that gets attached to those things. He ends up going back outside and taking a nap on a hammock and the little girl i'm gonna call her a little girl because she's fucking 12 comes up and just is up front and she's like are you a gypsy and he's like uh no not really i'm half romansh and he, like he goes through his family heritage to this 12 year old girl and he's like why do you ask and she's like well i'm a novelist so i have to understand everyone's motivations and what they're doing and blah 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 and so they're having these interactions back and forth some quippy lines and just again out of nowhere she's like oh are you a werewolf what <laughs> what makes you say that Oh, well, um, what, what is it about the werewolf? Um, man, my notes suck this time. Oh, there it is. Your middle finger and your pointer finger 
or not pointer, your index finger, are the same length. And stories say that if that's a, if that's a thing, then you're a werewolf. No, 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 no. Of course not. I'm not a werewolf. Oh, hey, there's a pentagram on that tree. Do you guys worship the devil? No, we don't worship the devil. And so it's going through a lot of this new age bullshit that, as someone who knows a lot of new agey shit, I'm like, ah, yes, the casual primer. I'm glad we have this. I guess we're just like, even the writers, we don't want to waste any time with people having questions about this. We're just going to knock this over within five minutes. And it hits you real, real hard. Oh, and by the way, when he was taking a nap, he had a dream of jellyfish in the sky. They're like gold jellyfish in space. And then he also saw a snake eating its own tail. Then it's time for school, I guess. (laughs) Uh, We go back to Roman. And he's sleeping, and you find out that he's 17, his mom wakes him up. And of course his mom is, like, weirdly familiar with him, as it would be. And she harasses him about going shopping with his sister, and he's like, I don't want to go with my sister, I want to go hang out with my cousin. And she's like, but you know, you guys really need new clothes. It's family shit. He decides to get new clothes, and by getting new clothes, it means a tailor has come into their house and is measuring him. Because of course he lives in this grand mansion. Of course. And then she's like, well, thanks for being such a good sport. I rented out this amusement park. So it's like they have enough fucking money just to rent out an entire amusement park for an entire night. We see the next family is his cousin who had a really interesting name that, of course, I don't have. Oh, Letha? Letha? Anyways, she is blonde and pretty and a very girl next door. And they're able to go to the... The amusement park, hooray, yay, good stuff. And the cousin kind of gives him shit, and he's like, but isn't it great to be a sociopath? Basically. Not those exact words, but he he's throwing off weird vibes, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, remember that girl that got the number from the teacher? She, uh, she got dressed up and was going to go see that teacher that night and was sending her texts to say, I'm on my way. She's at a train stop or train crossing waiting, and something hits her car. And it hits her card hard. To the point that she's terrified and takes off running. As you do. And so there's a monster chasing her. And she's terrified. She tries to dive in and hide in a kid's playhouse in the backyard. Doesn't work. She has her phone. She's trying to call the hot teacher. Monster gets her. There's horrible noises of eating, slurpee, crunch, 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 crunch. And the phone call makes it through. So the teacher's just getting out of the shower. And she's hearing this phone call as the girl's getting killed. Now it's time for school. Yay, school! Uh, There's just a lot of weird tension that's happening between new kid and not new kid. Uh, We see another woman enter into the high school and she is wearing a very obvious wig. She's very tall. Her hands are bandaged. Her hair, head's like hung low. And girls are making fun of her until Roman comes along. And it's like, you're not fucking with my sister, are you? And, like, escorts are out. Now we go back to, it's not school anymore. Yay, not school. That was a cool school scene. And the mom and the son are talking. And the mom's like, oh, did you learn anything today? Oh, yeah. Uh, Godfrey's. They're vampires. Oh, okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, just super casual about it. So I'm like, are they monster hunters? They call them, uh, what's the word? Uh, Upiers? Which I guess is a Scandinavian term. For vampire i looked it up I'm like is this a term that they just made up for the show no it's like a it's a folklore name for vampire which happens to be the natural enemy of the werewolf who knew 
I, I, I don't Ready know. Ready for it. Yeah. And so uh, the mom's like, well, you know, uh, the Godfrey's are my business. You don't worry about it. You just go to school. I, a lot of the stuff that happens after this, we, we see the cops who are, who, who find the body eventually. And they're like, well, those gypsies are in town. I bet they did it. Because, you know, casual racism. It's good. It's fine. It's whatever. Uh, and the, the cop that's also in it is, I just finished watching Imposters recently, and he was one of the characters in that. That's the only, where do I know him from? Took me a moment as I was sitting there, I completely ignored all of his dialogues. I'm like, where do I know you from? Where do I know you from? Ah, there it is. You were the Mark and season one of the Imposters. Nice. So the news spreads that this girl's dead. People are heartbroken. What do you do? And then we get some background. Apparently, because now's a good time for background. And you find out that the backstory between the mom, like Roman's mom, because of course, oh, it's, it's, it's her ex-husband's or dead husband's, more importantly, brother comes in to yell at her. And I was like, you can't just rent out an entire amusement park and allow my daughter to go. And she's like, uh, but I can, so I'm gonna. But you have to think of the impression you're making. But I'm gonna. Something about throwing around money, apparently you're not supposed to do that. And you find out that... The dad <laughs> uh, was very upset over the daughter being born, who's clearly this monster. We don't know why she's a monster, but clearly she's a monster. And is super pissed off and is mad at the mom and making it sound like it's all her fault and that she seduced him and that they made this monster together and that it's the worst thing in the world. And there's something weird about her because she has no family and he's had like a PI investigator and there's she's bad news. Something bad is about her. He's just realizing this, apparently, after years of marriage. And he's talking to his brother, and his brother is like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. And he's like, you have to promise me you're going to find dirt on her. I mean, yeah, sure, I'll try. Look, buddy, I know you're fucking my wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then, like, he storms off into his big business building. And says, like, Godfrey's on the top of it. Very Trump elegant. And, and we see in this uh, flashback, I guess, later he gets home. And he's got mad dad look on his face and he gets a gun and he goes to kiss Roman goodnight. And Roman at this point is like four or five. He's, he's a youngin. He's like, I'm so sorry, buddy. And goes to see his wife with a gun in his hand. And the wife is super duper unimpressed. And <laughs> I, God, I, did I write down the fucking line? Cause it was very good. Um, nope. I just said, or he, cause he asked her. What are you? And she just flings fucking insults at him. It's very, uh, I have a character that's a lot like her. That I play in some role-playing games. And I'm like, ooh, nice. I like her. I like her a lot. And so, since she doesn't give him a straight answer, and she's literally just sitting there in her pajamas, reading up the paper and drinking a glass of wine. The camera pans out. You hear a gun shot. You see the gun flash. And then the camera comes back into the room. The husband's dead. And you see Roman standing there in the room. And the mom picks him up. And it's like, don't worry. He was so weak, but you're so strong, and we're going to get through this together. Not for this flashback, you see two things. One, you see the, the sister go to her room and take off her wig, and like the hair is literally hi hiding what looks like a fisheye. And so it's like half her face is completely monstrous, quote unquote. And then you also see Robin in the bathtub doing some coke, as you do when you're 17 and rich and bored with life. His uncle... Um, oh, nope, I already talked about the uncle thing. Bodies found. The timeline on this is a little wonky where it's kind of hard for me to track. Like, okay, what day is it? How many days have they been in town? But, you know, um, stuff happens. <laughs> hey, God, I have like four bullet points left here. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, the next big thing that happens is that you see the uncle and he's going into the same Godfrey building that the dad did originally in the flashback. And it kind of looks like a science lab of some sort, but he's walking in with the cop who is an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking to the head scientist and they're like, look at these wounds. Can you say if this was an animal or a human? Because I don't know why they're talking to him, of all people, about it. You don't really know what research is going on in this facility. And he's looking at it. He's like, oh, yeah, no, that's clearly an animal. You can tell by this, this, and this. Stop wasting my fucking time. Bye. And out. Gone. He's got more important shit to do. Now that the news of this has happened, the son is asking his mom, like, do you think a vampire could have done this? And she's like, no, 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 this isn't their style. We're getting towards the end of the episode. They're holding a memorial for this high school girl. And you see people lighting those paper lanterns mm-hmm. and they're floating into the sky and you see werewolf boy, which his name is Peter. I literally didn't find out this until, or like, I didn't pay attention until the very end of this episode. I'm like, oh, his name is Peter. Peter looks up at the sky as he sees the lanterns. He's like, oh, those are the jellyfishes. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. And then like the next scene is him putting his hand on the ground and like it looks like a, someone like coming out of a doghouse and it's just him looking at tracks. And he's looking at the kid playhouse where the girl was found. And then out of nowhere, there's Roman hanging out there too, I guess. And he's, he's looking at Peter. He's like, hey, what does it feel like? What does what feel like? What does it feel like to kill? <laughs> End episode. <laughs> and like, I stopped in the shot. It's a, I'm sure there's a technical term for it, but it's definitely a triangle where the playhouse is in the far back. Peter's to the left and you see the back of Roman. And the screen has a green filter on it because it looked creepy and eerie, whatever. And yeah, that's it. That's the episode. So uh, yeah, there's some werewolves, I guess. There's some vampires. Although uh, the son doesn't seem to understand that he's a vampire. Like that's something that gets struck over and over again. It's like, oh yeah, Roman doesn't know he's a vampire. The mom clearly knows something. And whatever kind of vampire they are, they clearly don't need blood because he's so unaware. Uh, You don't know what the Romanich family is like. Again, I'm assuming monster hunters. Maybe accidental werewolves, because those really do make the best werewolves or the ones who don't remember. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's very CW, guys. <laughs> it is a teen drama. It has some good spook elements. It was hard to stop there, I will say. Even though it's campy and the dialogue was a little hard to listen to sometimes, I still liked it. I think there are three seasons of it, and I think there's not going to be a fourth. I think it's done. And I don't know. It was just, it was good. Kind of another guilty pleasure, maybe. I won't say rush to your nearest Netflix and watch it. But it was, yeah. Yeah, it, it was fine. It was fine. Is there any questions that you have while I force myself nope, through that? Just, I, I didn't think it was going to be a, like a teen, teen drama. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was going to be older. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it could be maybe more Supernatural-esque. That shows, what what is it, ending in two seasons, they promised? Yeah. Dragging it to its grave. Damn. <laughs> I guess uh, um maybe a point of conversation. Do you think vampires first werewolves super tropey? Do you think Twilight? Like what? What's your first thing when you think it, vampires werewolves? It can be done really fucking well. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in the bonus episode that we accidentally did. Whoa. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with the world of darkness. I just have bloodlines to go off of werewolves in that are so fucking cool because 
the rivalry between all these like different races is it's not like oh we're stuck in eternal war it's more political except for the werewolves do not fuck with werewolves <laughs> like the everyone all the top vampires no just they we gave them their own territory they're gonna stay up there and that's where they're gonna feed and we never go anywhere near there like um you you and like the the quote-unquote good guy character you get called up to this like observatory you have to go up the fucking trolley and whatnot and you go up there and it's like wait why are you here why are you here blah 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 like and then a fire starts, and the dude is like, oh, fuck. It's like, why? He's like, because this is werewolf territory. It's like, oh, did they start that? No, someone's trying to piss them off. We gotta fucking leave. <laughs> and werewolves in that universe are, like, fucking huge. They're like Big B. They're not like, they're not like big wolf men. Mm -hmm. They're like big, giant fucking wolf monsters. And one just comes, and he's like the biggest, baddest, coolest vampire dude there ever was. It just comes, grabs him, and jumps off the mountain. Oh, shit. And it's like, oh, fuck. And you get stuck in a fight with one, and you can't kill it. The goal is evade it until the time runs out, or crush it in the observatory doors, where there's like a big, giant, like, foot-thick fucking steel goddamn door crushing it with hydraulics like and that's the only way to stop it because like and i like that rivalry a lot where it's like no werewolves don't have like a culture to them they're not like secretly running society they're just the biggest baddest fucking monsters that ever were don't fuck with them <laughs> and the rivalry is between like like social engineering superhuman like like creatures of darkness and actual primal forces of darkness i really like that where they're not like two sides of the same coin at war with each other and like they're they're fucking rivaling over girls and shit like no it's like it it's like a loose treaty of like no if if war broke out everything would die because like that that war requires firepower and guns, and, like, it would be an actual war. It's not, like, something we could do in the shadows. And I really like that, just because it's different. Um, but it also requires that werewolves not be... I don't know. What we do in the shadows did it really well. They had great werewolves. That was... They did. <laughs> but they just don't like each other. Yeah, it's, like, so so bizarrely human. Yeah, and I think that's what it has to be. It either has to be human... Or it has to be, like, something different and fucking over the top. Because, like, just, like, rival gangs doesn't appeal to me. Like, when werewolves are just hairy dudes, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? I am a vampire. Oh, okay. Well, hypothetically. I'm, I'm literally, like, a genetic fucking vampire. I, <laughs> I uh, okay. I will say that I would want to be a vampire, because fuck werewolves. Werewolves are fucking dirty. <laughs> but that's probably just me as a vampire talking. Like, there's something about being, like, like a cool, blood-sucking, magic-wielding creep in a trench coat that has, like, this appeal more than being a big fucking dog. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I really like 
the Dresden series vampires. Yeah. And in general, I also like this in Masquerades, too. The idea that not all vampires are the same. That some vampires mm-hmm. have certain gifts or just are certainly talented in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dresden is Masquerades, a light. I think there's only three or four courts. And they're all named after a color. But, so, like, there's your Nosferatus. There's going to be the people who are way more creepy like they're like hey uh the red court i think it's red court uh don't fuck with them or no it's a black court because they're terrifying they have way they've lived too long they have way too much power and they really just want to be left alone if they come out to play there's something big afoot red court Mm -hmm. is what you typically think of a vampire in the sense of they want to be seen they want to be known they're enjoying their life and their they're drinking blood and then the white court is more your energy your psychic vampires and a lot of the times for, for them, it's like they get their energy through sex. They're almost more like succubi, or I should just say cubi, mm-hmm. than necessarily vampire vampires. Although, you know, in our bonus episode, you can t- hear us talk about how cool energy vampires are. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I, I think, I, I like when there's factions within the, the major conglomeration that is vampires. And I, it'd be cool to see that within werewolves too, because I would really love to see a bureaucratic werewolf gang. I, there's just something about that that tickles me thoroughly. I, and I'm trying to, like, because I think in order to do that, I think you would need to rewrite some of the werewolf mythos. Mm-hmm. Like, because in Twilight, isn't it like they can just turn into wolves whenever the fuck they want? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it would have to be something like that, where it's like, because, like, just going off of, like, the normal shit, werewolves, like, that's a curse. Mm-hmm. That's not like, oh, you have this thing where you can only drink blood, but also here's all your cool powers. It's like, no, you you turn into a monster. Mm-hmm. Like it. Um, so I think it would have to be more along the Twilight route of like, you turn into a wolf when you want. You, I think you could do some cool stuff with that because like wolves okay. are inherently pack animals. So like having that just be represented in a gang, I'm sure that's been done, but I think it could be done on a larger scale. As a type A person, if I became a werewolf, you know, you know, I would have it planned out. I would know exactly when the full moon was. Mm-hmm. If I had friends that were werewolves, I'd be like, oh, hey, by the way, here's this handout for you. Here's the plans we have to make here. Oh, oh hey, we, we are in a new town. Let's figure out where the warehouses are. Let's find out, like, where can we be safe? Wherever we decide that's going to be. Uh, like, I think there's ways. I, That'd be f- planning fucking heists on full moons yeah like and i think like, maybe where it would be is that even though maybe it's not a choice on a full moon but that you're cognizant and like after enough practice after experiencing enough mm-hmm. is that you almost become a lucid dream and you're able to control it a little bit more you're able to engage in it more where if like you've been prepared for it and you've like taken the precautions and like you've run the thing over and over and over again mm-hmm. yeah ju- yeah I'm telling you bureaucratic werewolves Make it happen, That'd Hollywood. Be really cool. <laughs> I have, uh, for me, when I think of vampires versus werewolves, and I, I feel like I bring this up often in my life, but I really enjoy bad movies. And so Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman <laughs> and Kate Beckinsale is like one of my favorite movies of all time, if anything, just for the costuming. It's, it's also a bad movie. Bad, 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 bad. But I also <laughs> really like the werewolf vampire dichotomy that they throw down in that too. Now, what is that like? So mostly it's just Dracula, but uh, I, I, God, I say it's one of my favorite movies. And of course, I, it's been an age since I, I've watched it. But I know the werewolf I, uh, thing is more of a Venom 
mm-hmm. necessarily. Not like he doesn't get attacked by a werewolf, but he gets stuck with the werewolf venom. And so he has to turn into a werewolf. And of course, mm-hmm. the hot girl is a werewolf hunter. So she has to kill him in the end. But it's I, I like the idea of any kind of disease being transferred through something other than a bite. Right. So zombies. T-virus. That's pretty cool in my book. It's cool that happens through bites, but also, hey, we're just going to fucking bio war- warfare you as well. Uh, and so I guess maybe it's less of a dichotomy and more of like, oh, hey, in case you forgot werewolves and vampires, that is a fight. And they like they bring it to the very end. And I think maybe there's, there's something going along the lines, too, of have you not seen this Van Helsing movie? I have not. Oh, buddy, buddy. I know how we're going to spend one of these weekends. <laughs> uh, Dracula has also been in recruiting, recruiting, quote unquote, capturing uh, werewolves and kind of been sucking them on people as well. So, oh, buddy. I don't know. There's some fun things you can do with the werewolf vampire thing. And I think, think you're right. I think it depends on how you do it, but it has a mm-hmm. lot of potential. And I think what ended up happening was that Twilight fucked us for good yeah. vampire werewolf stuff for a very long time. Because I think as a culture, we're just exhausted of it in general. I I don't want to put so much stock into a video game being able to bring back a media phenomenon, but I'm hoping that the interest in Bloodlines 2 creates an interest in the board game again and the books again, Mm -hmm. and that spirals into, like, in a few years, a media thing. Because that's happened before. We're like, like dominoes. Like, not necessarily this thing directly caused it, but there's a chain reaction. I think uh. I think it depends because I know was it White Wolf got or World of Darkness got bought up by another gaming company and people are not super thrilled with the changes because it's it's like they they want it to be in the article I read about the Malkavians it's straight up they want the game to take a more firm political stance that does not sound fun for a video game no. That that's great for your for like whatever art project you want to do, like a movie or whatever, your comedy special. <laughs> Video games rely on escapism, reminding us about how shitty the world is, and shaping your your dark, gritty fucking vampire tale to reflect like all of these real world I don't know. I'm worried about it. I, w- I want to know how they retconned now all the Milkavians are on Xanax. <laughs> the curse like, is anxiety. The curse is just anxiety. You just have to... Hey guys, understand this joke. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> no Show Radio Patreon. Give us money. You'll find this bonus episode. It will be listed as Hemlock Grove or Scream Queens bonus content. And if you're interested at all, because this is the first time I'm ever schlepping our Patreon, we have full episodes of first. So if you're like, wow, these guys are really insightful. Uh, prepare to be wrong and listen to our full-length episodes where you hear us make all sorts of fun calls and desperately Googling things in the middle of everything. Yeah, we're, we're not like media experts. We didn't like go to school for this. We're not like, we're, we're not like RLM or, or Lindsay Ellis or anything. We just, we just kind of shit talk. <laughs> that, like... <laughs> That's, yeah, that's really it. It's just like we like watching TV and we end up talking about it. Literally, our accidental bonus episode came about because there's extraneous TV stuff I want to talk about that had nothing to do with today's content. And we stretched that for like 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah, we, we just, we talked about like spooky shows, tropes, and video games. And then, yeah, it, uh, guys, we could talk TV all day long. 
We could. We do. Oh, often. So that's why, you know, you're here listening to this, to a very cohesive, well-put-together podcast. You can thank our editor, John, for that. He's real rad. Thanks, John. We appreciate you. But, uh, hey, if for some reason you do not agree with the brilliance of our synopsis side... Synopsis? What's the plural of synopsis? Anemone. Anemone. Uh, if, if you think for some reason that you know more than us, let us know your thoughts. Tell us how wrong we are, even though we know we're right. Ba-doop-boop. Theme song. Ha <laughs> ha